Good morning. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. Near the end of our Parsha, the Parsha B'Shalach, just weeks after the magnificent exodus from Egypt and the wondrous splitting of the Red Sea in this week's Torah portion, the Jewish people encounter for the first time a phenomenon that has confronted us throughout our history, including especially today. And that is the need, sadly, to protect ourselves from military aggression against us. Torah tells us, Vayavo Amalek, Vayilachem im Yisrael. Amalek came with an army against the Jewish people, the defenseless civilian Jewish people, and they began a war, a battle against Israel. Vayomer Moshe al Yoshua, Moshe said to Yehoshua, Joshua, B'chalanu anashim, select men, and go out and fight against Amalek and protect us. This is the first Jewish army. And the Torah tells us, Vayachalosh Yehoshua es Amalek. Yehoshua and his army defeated, weakened Amalek. Vayachalosh, Chalash. He weakened them so that they were defeated in that battle, but he did not eradicate them. Now we all know there is a mitzvah sometime in the future to eradicate the evil of Amalek, but why not eradicate them then? Why not just remove this threat once and for all, the first time? So this decision is in line with the mitzvah that we have later in the Torah. Later in the Torah, at the end, near the end of the 40 years in the desert, there are several battles that take place as the Jewish people are approaching, entering the land of Israel. And the Torah says, Vayitzbu al-Midyan, and the Jewish people went to war against Midian. That was one of the nations that would not allow them to pass through. And they went to war against them. Kasher Tziva Hashem Es Moshe. As God had commanded Moshe. Now, what does that last phrase mean? Kasher Tziva. What was the Tzivui? What did God command about going to war against Midian? So the Rambam, Maimonides, writes as follows. The Rambam writes in his classic halachic work, when one surrounds a city to lay siege to it in order to conquer it, it is prohibited to surround it from all four sides. Only three sides are permissible. One must leave a place for the inhabitants to flee, for all those who wish to flee to save their lives. So the tzivui was that Hashem commanded Moshe 
when you're going to go against this battle, uh, in this battle against uh, Midian, and you're going to lay siege, don't lay siege around all four sides of the city, only around three sides, in order to allow the, allow those who want to escape to escape. Why? So the Ramban Nachmanides gives us two answers, two different, two very different reasons. The first reason is a humanitarian reason. It is from this commandment that we learn to deal with compassion even with our enemies. We're enemies, we're fighting, there's danger, there's loss of life, but still there is a place for compassion. And therefore, if there are people that want to be able to flee, to run away, then as a humanitarian gesture, you have to let them. That's answer number one that the Ramban gives. The Ramban gives a second answer, which is a strategic answer. And that is, by giving our enemies a place to flee to, they will not charge at us with as much force. A person or a nation with no choice is a frightening thing. And they have a stake in this because they have no alternative. So their ferocity might even overcome a better prepared, better armed, more numerous army. By leaving a way out, you reduce the ferocity of the response because they have a choice that they could make. Those are two reasons given by the Ramban. In 1982, this became a very practical and very contentious issue in Israel. In the summer of 1982, the Israeli army placed a complete siege around Beirut in Lebanon, trying to force the PLO out of Lebanon. And on August 6th, 1982, the chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Shlomo Gorin, published an article that said that according to Jewish law, the siege around Beirut must not be on all four sides. It must allow those who want to escape the city to escape, to leave. And this caused a tremendous furor in the country. And Rabbi Shal Yisraeli wrote in response, opposing Rabbi Gorin's position. So let's try to understand this dispute at least on a very, in, a, in a very brief manner. Rabbi Gorin's argument was based on the Rambam. The Rambam says that if you're laying a siege, you have to leave room for people to escape if they want to escape. So the siege on Beirut is similar and therefore has to follow the same rule. The Ra Rabbi Gorin understood the Rambam in accordance with the Ramban's first opinion that the reason for this is a humanitarian gesture. People in that city are our em enemies, but we still must retain our humanity and therefore we must 
allow a reason, uh, an ability to flee for those who want to flee. So Rav Goren was expressing an opinion of the Rambam according to the first understanding of the Rambam. Rabbi Shal Yisraeli responded, and he said that the Rambam, Maimonides, when he says that you're not allowed to lay a siege all the way around the city, you have to leave room for people to flee, that only applies when you are laying a siege around a city in order to conquer it. But if you're not trying to conquer it, but rather to defend yourself, then it would be permitted. Like the second reason of the Ramban. Remember, the, Ram, the second reason of the Ramban is that Maimonides' ruling is for strategic purposes. So you don't want to face an army that might be more fierce and ferocious because you're giving them no choice because you have them surrounded on all sides. But that only applies if what you're trying to do is to conquer a new city that you didn't have before. But if you're defending yourself, if the purpose of this siege is to defend yourself from aggressors, that strategy would allow having a siege around all four sides because who is it that is going to escape from Beirut? It's going to be terrorists who are then going to try to attack us again. And, in fact, that is what happened. And therefore, according to Rabbi Yisraeli, the Rambam's ruling, as understood by the Ramban's second opinion, would not apply in the case of Beirut, because we're trying to protect ourselves from being attacked from these people. And the only way that we can do it to protect ourselves from these terrorists is to eliminate the threat entirely. Now, what I've shared with you is just one issue in their debate. There are many other sources and many other issues, and their debate, although, of course, relying on sources in Jewish law, reflected a debate in wider Israeli society based on secular issues. But their debate really hinged on which of the two understandings of Ramban is correct in interpreting the ruling of Rambam, Maimonides. Although, of course, it's a tragic opportunity, it is something that is thrilling to see in real time classic Jewish law sources based on codes of law, based on the Talmud, based on the Torah itself being brought to bear on the burning questions of the, of, of the day. And that debate continues to inform how Israel goes to war and tries to balance protecting Israel with maintaining Jewish humanitarian values as expressed in the mitzvahs of the Torah. For example, as expressed 
in the wording near the end of our parsha, Vayachalosh, Yoshua weakened but did not eliminate. One of the most magnificent occurrences in our time is the development of the modern state of Israel and with it the need to try to apply Torah to every issue, every area of life. Things that Jewish law does address but had not been discussed practically for over 2,000 years. All of the agricultural laws, for example. Laws which have their root in mitzvot of the Torah of city planning. How to build cities. There are mitzvot in the Torah that relate to that. And that also includes the ethics of military action. It is an opportunity, but it is also a responsibility that we waited for and prayed for for 2,000 years. And while the answer in this specific case may be disputed, we have the, the sources starting in our Parsha to address those difficult, difficult issues. There was a religious sergeant in the IDF a few years ago, he was quoted in the Jerusalem Post. He said, The physical battlefield is a place where one meets his creator. There are those who lose their humanity there, and there are those who can generate humanity, even on the battlefield. We don't always live up to this. Sometimes we fall short. But it is our goal and our guiding principle. And it originates from the very first war we ever fought. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.